Welcome to episode 2 of the Rogue Cell Podcast. I'm your host, Farouk Bello. Today's episode, I ask Emmanuel as to why it is that Blacks, Asian, and minority ethnics are dying at an increased rate as compared to any other demographic. And could it be the ugly systemic racism that is rearing its head again and showing to the world that there are problems and these problems carry across all platforms health is not excluded however the question then becomes what role are you playing in the fight against racism and health inequalities are you a quote-unquote innocent bystander are you actively fighting against it or are you in this camp of it doesn't affect me this is not my problem and uh, it's someone else's fight if you do fall into this category you are definitely part of the problem but without wasting your time anymore, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Manny. And I hope you this episode allows you to think and rethink some of your perspectives and see what you can do to help health inequalities and racial injustices. So um, the pandemic coronavirus has affected 62% of the um, black and ethnic minority population. The impact of the the, the recent report by um, a doctor called Dr. Fenton, who was the only black doctor on the panel to investigate why so many people were disproportionately affected. Um, this... Uh, report basically highlights the institutional racism within um, healthcare, um, within um, our working environments, within basically all all kind of realms of life. Um, for instance, um, nurses or or certain professionals were being actually forced onto the COVID wards. Uh, when they were at risk um, so that's why you know 90 percent of the doctors who died so 16 out of the 17 of the doctors who died were you know coming back out of retirement and being asked to work on covid wards uh, rather than um, some of probably the younger doctors um, which is a is, it's quite it's quite interesting to see how you know they they decided to bring people back and utilize them as professionals but Put them in the most high risk area um, with the new, the new, you know, pandemic, new virus. So, what what they're finding is that there was there are lots of lots of systematic um, systematic discrepancies and disparity in the way we are treated, um, including you know people in high positions within within healthcare and the wider world. Um, for instance, you know, most of the people who are dying from COVID are in um, positions where they are paid less. Um, and, you know, they're starting to see that actually black people don't really get promoted. You don't really get people in management who are black or ethnic minorities, which means that they stay in these low in these positions where they're constantly exposed to to the virus because these positions are um, dependent on 
the, the individuals, um, you know, being being exposed to this to this virus, um, and and the, the labour positions rather than being in any sort of managerial position and being able to work from home. Um, so um, it's it's a I think it's an it's an important time. I think a lot of us realise that you it's very difficult to get into a higher position within the UK and to 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 have social mobility and to elevate through structures and systems. But this report is making it really clear that there is a serious issue. And do you think that I know, I know from my experience, I think it is a big problem when you don't have uh, black people or in different representations in the top positions in the managerial positions to, to help influence change so that it makes it fair for everyone. So everyone can get access to the same amount of healthcare, the same amount of this. But if you don't have that representation in those managerial positions, I think it's, I think it's very, it's not very, it's not very telling in the sense that it's not a good thing when you don't have black people and you have a white panel of only one demographic in the sense that the other demographics may not get represented. represented yeah. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. We know healthcare is, it's important for healthcare to be, um, reflective of the population um, and that's even at the top um, so yeah it's important and why why do you think it is do you think it's just the institutional problem that where people are like us are not able to black people are not able to get and other minorities are not able to get to those higher positions you think it's barriers that are in place already or what do you think is the reason behind that uh, implicit bias. So when you're when you're at a managerial level and you are a certain demographic, um, the environment is comfortable. So you don't ever allow other demographics to um, reach that higher level because it it's 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 uncomfortable having a different viewpoint. Um, and when somebody does get to that higher level, their patience or um, tolerance is quite low um, because we've got to remember that they will probably think differently and it can be difficult when you're working in in um in that higher level so i that that's the reason why i think it doesn't it doesn't and you you can you've been kind of a uh, vocal and what 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 sparked you to be more vocal because i remember i think that's how actually how i how i met you is over twitter and i remember seeing yeah i think some of the things you were saying and i was like i actually agree with that and what sparked that? Because you've actually been very, as I said, very vocal in trying to highlight and also trying to change some of these some of these issues that Black people face when it comes in healthcare specifically, physio specifically, and just across the board. What was why 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 did you feel that was necessary for you to do? If not you, then who? That's the reason why. Um, I think uh, the fact is that like there isn't. I'm probably the first wave of black physiotherapists um, or second wave of black physiotherapists. So I've got a role to play and um, there's no reason why I shouldn't. I think the question probably is, is why, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you fight for something you generally believe in and uh, things you actually do see a problem in? And I think that's something I found very interesting because coming from coming from where I'm coming was the severe lack or or the the low amount of black physios I've seen 
it's i think i've had probably seen before i've met you guys probably one or two and i've seen it been to different places and i know that there are like other problems other reasons as to why this is so that are more like institutional about recruiting so what do you think are the actual backbone reasons of why there aren't many black physios in a sense why is that is it just by chance or is it by i think it's it's multifactorial but ultimately i think it starts with um physiotherapists being in management roles because if you're in a management role you stay in that position for a longer period of time i think physios probably stay within the profession then leave it um Black physios or BAME physios, I think they stay in the profession for a certain period of time and then leave. Um, I think that the key to things changing is having more physiotherapists at higher level, um, more BAME physiotherapists at a higher level. I think the um, <clears throat> the thing about kind of children seeing black more black physios, I don't think, yeah, I think that's that's a long term issue um there are people in the profession now who could change the profession need to be fast-tracked and put on um developmental courses to become managers and and to to be um put into um positions where they can influence change um so that's my my opinion okay that's right i understand that as the long-term solution but then the thing is yes you just said they are people now who are who are who can actually impact change is that one of the, one of the reasons why you started uh or you're part of the cultural health club team and uh, you expand on that a bit what that is yeah so cultural health club team is um it's a so it's a social enterprise in which we are going to try and diversify physiotherapy um and look to take healthcare to the community so we may be looking at um treating people post-COVID um, and really trying to um, improve health within um, black and ethnic minority groups um, and also diversify into, you know, having other healthcare professionals, not just physios. Um, so the aim really is to ensure that physios have support and if they need to go on a course or something like that, we can pay for it. Basically, we're going to do what the CSP in my opinion, should be doing um, from my perspective. And um, yeah, that's right. that's the aim. Okay. So I see you're a bit, are you are you skeptical about certain organizations, like certain already established organizations that you feel they could have been doing more? Are you skeptical? And is there a lack of a, is that why you've taken it upon yourself to try and see if you can do it yourself? Uh, because why? Yeah, do I, don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to um, execute um on on certain things and i think there is an element of there'll be um a lot of discussion but not much action Mm, yeah that's i think i remember that's that's actually that's a good point because you can talk about a lot of things you can talk about the solution you can talk about the problems you can but if no one is actually doing anything to to solve it actively participating in solving these problems it's just going to be one of those things where you heard about and well it was left it was left there but no one actually did anything about it uh, and you were talking about uh what's it called creating like a network for bme bme students and what's it called people all alike so that we can actually interact with each other and build our own uh what's it called as i said network and structures yeah for ourselves yeah. how important is that in 
how's important in progressing the BAME uh, cause in a sense? It's essential. Yeah, it's really essential. But, you know, we have to do the work because no one wants to do the work for us. So we have to get out there and, and um, you know, we have to make our our own our own world, I think, personally. So um, that's my opinion. That's okay, fair enough. And one thing I want to wonder, do, do you remember there was a little, there was a rumor, which is 100% false now, about black people not being susceptible to coronavirus. Do you know why that started? Because I can't figure out why, for love of me, that was when we actually found out at the end, they're actually killing black and I think my other minorities at almost double the rate. Was it, I don't know if I forget the number, but it was, a, it was a large number, more than. Yeah. So I don't know where that... So I think that came, that came from Africa because the cases in Africa weren't as high. Yeah. So the cases in Africa didn't balloon really quickly because Africa went into lockdown very quickly. Ah, so that's where it probably stemmed from saying that. That makes sense, to be honest. Uh, so how do you think you're going to, what's it called? Are you still, yeah, I know you're still going to keep um, what's called being vocal about the issues that you see. And obviously now you are trying to make solutions. Are there any other solutions you can see fit? see possible realistic solutions uh, that structures and organizations can actually do to show that they're actually willing to help and support? I think they should go out and look for uh, BAME managers. All organizations should. Um, They should provide a platform for people to develop and grow, developmental courses for BAME individuals. almost like academies. Um, I think we need to diversify the way we um, implement changes and like get stakeholders from the community. So every time you make a decision, you have somebody who you bring in to, to help make that wow. decision. It's like shared decision-making, to be honest, so that everyone... So I think that's the same thing. That's kind of the same thing we do in uh, in healthcare, where you want everyone to be part of the decision making process. If you have a patient in front of you, everyone, the person is also involved in what the things you're saying and the things you're doing with the person. So I think if you're basically what you're saying is trying to scale that on a wider scale. So making yeah. larger larger healthcare decisions with everyone in the room being represented, so you can so people can say, well, my community or this part of my community, we don't have this or we don't have that, or we don't have this. And I don't know if I don't know if it's me because I haven't been here. I've been here for a while, but maybe long enough to know the different uh, areas and how underdeveloped or are they underdeveloped certain areas which are more BAME have more bigger communities of BAME. Do you feel like they are, or from business experience, do you feel like they have the amount of health resources they need, or are they under resourced in specific areas? Um, I don't know what the stats are. So I'm not sure. Um, I know that BAME individuals don't access healthcare as readily as, as, as others. And I think that could be a cultural thing. I think it could, there could be lots of reasons. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, fair enough, to be honest. No. All right. Uh, we'll, leave it, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, thank you very much, Manny, for coming on the No show. problem. Really appreciate the things you have to, you have to say. And... Uh, Hopefully, we will be seeing you back again in the near future again. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. 
if you enjoyed this episode of the Rooksell Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you know when we drop our next episode. And leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Also, if you have any questions about any of the things we discuss in this episode or have a future episode recommendation, something you want us to talk about, feel free to send me a message at Rooks Health on all social media platforms. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can just leave a comment and I will look at them. So until next week on the Rooks Health Podcast. <laughs>